Ready? Yes. Yeah. One, two, three. Oh, shit, we got it on the first go. <laughs> <laughs> that <Sure>. never happens! <laughs> and of course, we're it's, when we're, it's when we're not streaming it, too. <laughs> yeah. Adam, I demand you oh, keep that get... in the final cut so everyone will see how good we clapped. Indeed. <laughs> like, make yes, that the got... cold open or something. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> then right after now, now we go into the theme song. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, I thought... Including the second bit, uh, highlighting the fact that I am now telling you that we need to keep it in, and that the theme song will be going in now. to cut me off right when I'm about to say now with and put in the theme song. <laughs> Ho, weary traveler! Hark ye hence to destroy all clickbait, the show that rides through the swamps of cyberspace and foolishly follows the wetware will-o'-wisps of the web off to places where men fear to tread. Uh, we are Adam, Ng, and Avi, and we are here, as usual, to dissect what's strange and notable on the web and that is desperately jockeying for your attention, which is, as always, everything. Um, so Hell and well met, my dude. A, I'm sorry? It's just doing a reply since it was like a very high fantasy opening. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. My lord, you have my, you have my axe. You have my sword. You may bow. And my poleaxe. Anyway, go through all the medieval weaponry in that. Um, anyway, so yeah, but we've got kind of a crazy week, a crazy week with lots of stuff happening. Um, I, uh, let's start lightly with the one you, uh, the first one you sent there, Ing, the, uh, <laughs> one of our favorite genres, the millennials are killing things. Because we're uh, always killing something. Yes. Entire industry what? sometimes. Who, hey, who, who among us is a millennial, by the way? I'm, I'm, I believe I'm, Gen, I'm Gen X. I'm like on the very tail end of Gen X. What year were uh, you born in? 77. Yeah, so, you're, yeah. you're Gen X. So I'm still Gen X. You are still Gen Avi X. and I are a... millennials. Yes, I believe millennials start at 79. I don't remember specifically, but you should still be considered Gen X, but the very tail no, it's end not of seven... Gen X. Oh, yeah, 79. Right. I thought you said 89. No, not, right. not 89, 79. I... Um, so, yeah. Who knows what those guys are yet? Mind you, th- these things change all the goddamn time, and there's no consistency to it whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. So It was always, yeah, it was always kind of a... Uh, a, a thing that the baby boomers invented to make them feel special more than anything in the first place. Kind of. So to and make them feel okay about hating their kids. Uh-huh. Pretty much. Because, um, like, for the longest time, my brother was considered Gen X, and he was an 82 baby, but suddenly now he is, like, the oldest among the, the millennials. So it's it's stupid. It's stupid, and they change the rules all the goddamn time. In any case, punish, we've killed mayonnaise. horrible children. <laughs> we've killed mayonnaise. They've killed that, mayonnaise. That wondrous egg-based food stuff. Yes, which I do enjoy, for the record. Let's let's be. Uh, you know, I, I will admit and confess Adam. right now. Hey Adam. Yeah, that, hey Adam. What? Hey Adam. Hey Adam. 
Yes. I think they could have saved it if they took it to the Mayo Clinic. Oh my god, this podcast is over. <laughs> the podcast is cancelled. We're not doing it anymore. Everyone go home. Jesus. Uh, Finally, I have my Thursdays god. back. <laughs> yeah. Mission accomplished. Oh, jeez. Uh-huh. Um. Oh, the Mayo Clinic, yes. But it's... They could have... Now, how do you kill... I haven't actually read this article. How do you kill mayonnaise, even? I... Uh, is it doing badly? Is it not selling? Because that's a pretty basic condiment to to not sell. It's. At, I'm. I'm guessing it's not selling as much as it used to. I'm sorry. This is the best fucking byline I've ever read. Yeah. The inexorable rise of identity, identity condiments, condiments has led to hard times. <laughs> For the most Damn identity politics sense. killing my mustard. It all what started the hell with does Oba- that even mean? It all started with Obama and his fancy pantsy Dijon. <laughs> no, yeah, that's right. He had his, his Dijon. His he mentioned liking Dijon once. Oh, that's right. Is, uh, uh, it was. Elu- it was. Yeah. At first, it was the tan suit, and then it was the Dijon mustard, and that ruined yeah. everything. And we had everyone right. pretending that, that Dijon is like a fancy schmancy thing, but it's like literally right next to Uncle Bub's the hot butt sex Tabasco sauce right in the supermarket <laughs> and aisle. I'm pretty sure Dijon mustard is named for the town or city of Dijon oh, yeah. in France. Yep. So... <laughs> I'm pretty sure Dijon mustard predates, like, yellow mustard by ages. Really? Like, that is... I'm pretty sure that is classic mustard. Okay. And that the kind that you get in the supermarket, like, the just the, the yellow kind is kind of a recent, you know, North American invention as opposed to the original hmm. French Dijon. But it's not like Dijon is this super fancy... Like, the do we really think of Dijon as a fancy? Like, I'm, that always blows my mind when people talk about Dijon as being fancy. It has a French name, and that's about it. It's just, otherwise, it's just a condiment. For a I mean? lot of people, if it's French, it's fancy. Yeah, I guess so. Despite the fact that but... it's literally the second most popular dipping sauce. is Because it's Dijon just honey or... mustard. Honey mustard. Yeah. Honey mustard. Okay. Yeah, okay. like, that. Yeah. that's just the name for it if you don't want to... You know, called Dijon. Also, uh, no, I'm seeing regular mustard existed for far longer since just checking the Wikipedia. And there's. Oh, yeah? And well, it's the, a plant. History, the history far starts referring to Indus Valley of India. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, Indians well, use okay. mustard for a lot of fucking shit. Yeah. So. Right, right. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying. And not as a Dijon. condiment, but for a lot of stuff. Right. Now, I mean, obviously, I'm not saying, but but when you say they use mustard, was it like French's yellow mustard type of mustard, or was it uh, some other type? Like it's it just be brown ro- mustard seed. The right? Romans apparently okay. The Romans had a recipe for some sort of mustard, and then exported the plant to Gaul, which became, you know, France. So I'm gonna take a yes. Okay. Wait, hold right. on. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not Dijon specifically, but it's that kind of mustard is, I think, like, I feel like Dijon is sort of pure mustard than, you know, the kind you get with or French's or whatever, where it's like they add all this clearly food coloring and kind of crazy stuff to make it. Actually, make it like yeah, that. you might be right. I think the Dijon 
came first, and the bright yellow French's right. mustard came actually in 1904. Right. Boy, this is a very uninformative and ultimately unimportant detour. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> well, we're talking about condiments. We're talking about mayonnaise. We've killed mayonnaise, so we have So to we might as well talk mustard. about mustard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the subject of tonight's film. But um, You see, this is why mayos died. All the millennials <laughs> are so ignorant of their condiment history. You don't know when you you don't know where you came from, you don't know where you're going. Yep. Well, I feel like mayonnaise is one of those things that uh, existed because people had a shortage of things with spice in them to put on their food like i mean i like mayonnaise it's fine yeah but um i don't think that like i i I always remember reading i don't know if it's true or not but people like when julia childs died people talked about how oh yeah she's the reason why you know american cuisine went from just being the blandest you know ham sandwich type of stuff you could imagine to something i mean not notwithstanding you know southern cuisine or whatever or mexico mexican cuisine or whatever but like just suburban you know american white bread uh cuisine was seen as very bland and she was one of the ones who brought over uh you know something a little more interesting in the 50s and 60s supposedly so i always think of american food again outside of certain you know zestier regions as being extremely bland and i can believe mayonnaise went along with that um, because it's just eggs and oil, as this article points out. <laughs> well, the thing with, with Julia Child is mostly that she made French cuisine a lot more approachable than it had been previously. Right. So that's really what she actually did. Um, uh, but yeah. as for this whole thing with mayonnaise, if you there's a part in the article where he talks about how these various dumb mayonnaise-based salads of his mother's their mothers went untouched at a low at a recent picnic and it's just kind of like i'm sorry dill and and celery seed is not going to make everything taste great no matter how good your mom's potato salad you think it is my mom puts fucking masala in that shit and it always tastes (laughs) wonderful so (laughs) and she uses dumb (laughs) store-bought potato salad (laughs) and does that well yes I mean, I think uh, the South Asian lady is just going to have it all over us for, uh, you know, more palatable cuisine than the standard uh, sad white boys uh, with their food. But Yeah, you know. who think <laughs> black pepper is too spicy. Uh-huh. I, uh, uh, well, we should have pointed out that this was by uh, Sandy Hingston from uh, Philadelphia. Yes. All San- Sandy but Hingston. yeah, the, the proof that millennials are killing mayonnaise is that the younger members of the family didn't want to touch her mom's kind of shitty potato salad, including nope. Waldorf salad, nope. which yeah, I'm going to be honest. I Waldorf salad. Oh, yeah, you're going to be hard to Why would you put anyone. apple in it? <laughs> it's, no, Waldorf the article. I want my the, damn Waldorf salad. <laughs> Well, now I'm going to be a nerd and say I I enjoy apples and pears and salad sometimes, so there you go. Yeah, but, like, in a mayonnaise sauce, also, I have to point out that if you're doing a Waldorf salad properly, it's a mayonnaise-based sauce that should be made from scratch. Right. Oh, so you shouldn't be using a jar a jar-based mayonnaise. You should yeah. be taking those eggs and whipping them that shit up yourself. <laughs> also, if I'm gonna be real pedantic, 
even with potato salad in that, if you're going to make it air quotes right, you should be making the mayonnaise like from, from oil scratch. and egg whites yourself. Right. <laughs> yes, because we've all got time to do that to make uh, make mayonnaise from scratch. I don't know. Some people. It do. actually doesn't. No, it actually doesn't take that long. Like yeah. you, you can definitely use a blender or something to that effect yeah. to make I it go guess faster. That's true. I mean, I mean, everybody risking it is the hardest thing. But, but you can get it, a fucking Cuisinart and have it yeah. do it for you. So it is a rather simple recipe, and it's. Yeah, and like why I say that is because then you can get like um you get a much fresher taste because just jarred mayonnaise right. is basically made to be preserved. Yeah. Right. You have to have a hen standing by at all times and then have some eggs that are right out of the hen. Uh yeah, no, I I, I, I get it. I as ah, with anything, it's eggs fresh. fresh out of the chicken. They're still warm from the hen butt. <laughs> I wonder if anyone does that. You pick you pick food in your garden and you put it in your food and oh it's so nice and fresh. Do they ever say, you know, oh I got it right out of the hen two minutes ago? Um, Is that a nice I mean that's gotta be fresh, right? If you do uh, it that way. <laughs> I've done that. Yeah. I could yeah, technically uh, do that because there's a farm down the road from us that does have hens, and they do sell eggs now, but they don't have very many, so they tend to go very quickly. So, <laughs> does it growing taste up, I growing mm. up, we raised chickens. Oh, and we would take like eggs freshly delivered and wash them and eat them. Oh, mm. okay. And they t and you could taste a real difference in how fresh they were and everything. Well, actually, I don't think like from directly. It's like yeah, still warm from the chicken butt. No, obviously <laughs> but, not. Um, but like, is the taste di the any different? Um, yeah, the eggs do taste better with free range chickens. Is better with free range chickens. Okay, yeah, that's good okay. to know. Well, there you go. Another reason to buy free range. But I was just laughing at this article, though, when I was looking at it, because, as you say, it is literally just, no one came to my picnic. It's because of those millennials who are... Well, no, one, well, no people came to the picnic, just nobody yeah, touched any of these mayo-based salads. Oh, dear Lord, I wonder if this person's mom's name is Karen. Yeah. No, it, <laughs> it definitely plays out like, what can I blame? Well, this almost... I mean, I feel like the millennials are killing dot 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 thing has entered into the consciousness enough that maybe this is almost a parody i don't know or maybe not a parody but like written to the idea of oh that's a new template for uh for for articles millennials are killing things what can i blame on millennials like it almost feels like she wrote it to a template <laughs> you know what i mean except she goes into the weird history of mayonnaise and Sure. Well, well that also, Adam, that's why it's on our show because it is going into the clickbait <laughs> template. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's it's so either unself-aware or just so blatantly following the pattern of uh, these articles that we've seen before that it seems almost you know it's not that joy of someone just ignorantly stumbling on something that's silly. <laughs> Although, apparently the original the... article title at the bottom says it was published as The White Stuff, which is just kind of saying a lot. Um, uh, true. Like, yeah, okay, this so... is definitely a white person issue. Let's uh -huh. be fair. Also, <laughs> yeah. one uh, called me mayonnaise boy. Titling that article <laughs> The White Stuff makes me lean highly towards lack of self-awareness. Yeah, yeah. I guess so. 
Why does nobody wow, want to eat my white stuff? <laughs> my creamy, so rich white stuff. That's ill-advised. Oh my god. Yeah. Try the Wardall like salad. I made it with my own white stuff. Oh god. <sighs> Millennials are reading dirty puns into everything. I can't write a single a simple article about, you know. And then I went home and choked a chicken to cook for lunch. But then I couldn't write an article about that either. Yeah. Uh, millennials making fun of me. Anyway. Um, I have to give this quote. Good old Mayo has become the Taylor Swift of condiments. <laughs> Does she mean that as a good thing or as a bad thing? No. Because Taylor Swift saying... is not a good thing anymore. No, no it's saying it's like... that uh, because Mayo is too basic for contemporary tastes. And That's not, not why Taylor Swift is bad. She's just a no. horrible person. It's not exotic <laughs> enough for the era of globalization. Yeah. Well, given Taylor Swift has been, like, refusing to repudiate her Nazi followers. Um, and then been, like, whenever anyone says anything even remotely bad about her, she throws a giant temper tantrum into a song and then makes uh -huh. a video v music video about it. Yeah, yeah. Oh she's just my. not a good person. Okay. I'm sorry, I read ahead there and... <sighs> okay, here's a <clears throat> quote. <clears throat> and a world torn asunder by the Great Depression, the Holocaust, and two world wars, our citizenry needed to come together, be united, rally behind a collective vision of what it meant <laughs> to be American. You lived oh in a single-family house, you drove a station wagon, you wore bowling shirts and blue jeans, and you slathered mayonnaise on everything. Oh my god. <laughs> I have a boner for mayonnaise now. Okay, so it's that's like... the actual reason. It's one of those weird 50s things that old people want us to go back to. So therefore, millennials are killing it. Um... It's like, I know this is the thing of, like, a very white person, because I have the whitest white name ever, but even oh, yeah. I'm going, it's like, I don't think that was America for everyone. <laughs> no. Um, also, let's I mean, be honest, at that time, like, white people cooking really sucked. Yep. yep. We exactly. put mayo on everything, and for some reason, we suspended everything in jello. Yeah. Yes. Although I did did mention this before, I don't think it was on the show itself, but it was a World War II tactic for women to take mayonnaise and use it to bake cakes. Right. That is a legitimate thing that used to happen. So mayonnaise does have its uses, but it actually has right. to be real mayonnaise also. Well, during, like, rationing, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you can't get anything else, yeah. you, make, you use mayonnaise. But it, it's, I mean, again, this whole thing about, ah, <laughs> oh, the good old days of the 1950s makes me think that, again, it, it ties into the whole, why did I'm those sorry. millennials come along and ruin everything, you know? God forbid we have taste or something. This kid, this has to be intentional. My son Jake, yeah. who's 25, eats mayo. He's a practical young practical man young who man. works in computers and adores macaroni salad. He's a good <laughs> son. I also have a daughter. She's a woman's and gender studies major in college. She loathes mayonnaise. <laughs> Do you know those and gender she's... studies majors and their... Un, un, they're disliking I don't know if mayonnaise. I'm reading And she's not alone! 
I don't know if I'm reading too much into it that it's like almost like a string of these filthy liberals killing our mayonnaise. I know it's literally subbing in not liking mayonnaise for liberal elitist. And you know, the crazy part is if this was like a food blog, I could almost understand all this, but it's not a food blog. um, It is in the food section. It's the food section of Philadelphia magazine, which is, you know, a publication that very many people read, I'm sure. Oh my god. Well, everyone from Philadelphia, I'm sure, but oh my god. And (laughs) the famously white city of Philadelphia. Um, no. But... I know, I'm being sarcastic. That's my point. uh... (laughs) Just... The origin, yeah. Anyway, yeah. It's it's again. It I I don't. Well, I don't think the person who wrote it meant it as a parody. No, it does kind of feel like it's being, like I say, written to a. Since everything is clickbait and being uh, designed for, you know, a formula, I think that's that. It almost feels a bit like that. They know that these millennials are killing blah blah blah. Were relentlessly mocked by the millennials, so <laughs> she tried to. She tried to uh, to get some of that action because they don't care if it's hate clicks as long as it gets clicks, right? Mm-hmm. Oh my god! I I this this is like okay. This is starting as a food blog, and by the end, I'm fairly certain they're going to be citing QAnon. <laughs> There's also the shunning of their parents' preferred restaurants: Applebee's, Ruby Tuesdays, TGI Fridays. To seek out more authentic fare. Old school eateries in turn are diversifying their search for new customers. Just this year, Red Lobster rolled out a waffles and lobster option. And Red Robin launched a vegan burger. You don't put mayo on a vegan burger. McDonald's has debuted a signature Sriracha burger. Joining KFC, Wendy's, and Subway's and siding on to the sizzling Thai sauce moment in the sun. You don't say Hoi Fong Food start a schmear campaign against the cultural appropriation of that. Also, I, that is, wasn't this. a mispronunciation. Well, that's because there's... It's, well, that's no, there's, no, no, wait, know, wait. I have to clarify. Food. Yeah. Saying it schmear wasn't a flub on me. That's how it's spelt. Instead of, sh- <laughs> instead of schmear campaign, smear. it's S-C-H-M-E-A-R. Schmear. I, I think it's a, a pun. Like a, a schmear, meaning just a food, a, a, a bite of food, basically. Yeah, well, it's a Yiddishism, it, isn't it? Right. Yeah, okay. Yes, it um, is. All right, but then it's, it, it, yeah. it doesn't work. No. No, it does not. It does no, it doesn't. And it definitely doesn't work said out loud. <laughs> No, it does not. We, we also... won't even get into the fact that, like, Asian flavors have been a thing in the United States for a very, 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 very long time, yeah. despite what white people might want to think. Um, it's, it, yeah, this is pretty blatantly, like, this is actually getting depressing how much it's, oh, yeah. you know, dog whistling some of this. Some of this. Yeah, yeah I... Although I do, I do want to read this because I love it. Mayonnaise isn't bland; it's artfully blended. In the evocation of the era I grew up in, the homogeneity of the old dead American dream. Oh my god! Okay, that's in the yeah. middle. That's in the very middle of this stupid article. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, it's it's this is very blatantly. I guess it's uh very lightly uh nodding towards uh you know the tr- the average Trump voter and trying to connect it with that. Yeah. You know? As always, it's the ultimate clickbait. Is oh my god! They even reference that their mom also makes those horrible Jello salads. Those look pretty disgusting, I have to say. And by the way, you're t- we're talking about American cuisine in the fifties being all bland and stuff. How do you imagine Canadian cuisine in the mid fifties was bland? Because all of the stuff you guys have all these different cultures and and you know and yeah, we do have some you know immigrants, but there are huge stretches in this country of Canada uh, that are you very, can say Alberta, it's okay. Very, They're very not real rural. people. <laughs> And yeah, so there's some uh, legend, and plus, of course, we you know it was British people originally. So and British food is bland as all hell. Adam, do you hear that? What? That's the entire province of Quebec being mad at you. I know, I know. That's fine. The the (laughs) west of Quebec, west of Quebec. Mm. uh, It's it's English. It's I'm from Ontario, so that's where I'm coming from on that. Um, but and it is true that Quebec, like Toronto, as I've said before, is one of the most diverse cities in the world. You can get pretty much any good, uh, you know, uh, regional cuisine that you want in, I mean, in Toronto. We were talking but, about pho before, so yeah, pho, yeah. Uh, but you go, you go, you know, like you drive for an hour, and suddenly it's like <laughs> you're lucky if you can find, you know, a Chinese restaurant, basically. Mm. Um, okay, so, but to be fair, you still. Had even in the fifties the ideas of adding uh, cheese curd to French fries, so you were already ahead of us. <laughs> this well, is that true. Was a Quebec- Anything interesting about uh, uh, Canadian cuisine at that point would have been from Quebec mostly, if it wasn't ethnic. Um, well, not I mean Quebec, if you consider that ethnic, but of course they're native Canadians. Um, but uh, the yeah, they, there's a very strong. Uh, tradition of Jewish delis in uh, Montreal, especially. So if you ever heard of Montreal steak spice, that was kind of a thing that they came up with. And, uh, you know, they, there's a lot of, uh, I mean, it's the same kind of stuff you get in any Jewish deli, but it, that is something that's part of the tradition in, uh, in Montreal. Uh, but actually uh, it's interesting because the, um, when you say adding cheese curds and stuff, I remember my, my mom and dad, my mom, especially, she talked about how, like when the Italian restaurant set up in her town, uh, that was this, Oh, this crazy ethnic restaurant (laughs) is coming to town. The the Italian restaurant. Well, that uh, does kind of make sense for that time period to a certain extent, but that's, uh, yeah, this would have been deep river Ontario, which is up North near Mm. Ottawa. Um, or not far from Ottawa. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> that's the kind of thing we're dealing with uh, until fairly recently. So everything you want to say about you know American cuisine in the mid fifties, <laughs> multiply it by ten, and there's uh, there's Canadian cuisine for you. I should I should point out by the way though I do like British cuisine. It's just not prepared well usually. Um, my grandmother who was British, um, she used to prepare actually like Yorkshire pudding is great and toad in the hole and. You know, I was gonna say cheese. if it's if if it's not something that's kind of pie based, it's yeah. not going to taste good. <laughs> well, <the problem laughs> that's my general actually, experience with it. So yeah. when I went to I actually went to England and the food there, I was like, oh, I'll get the, some of the British things I like, and it wasn't good. And it's because they just 
boil everything. That's yeah. how they cook everything. It's boiled and and maybe lightly grilled. And like like I had pork chops, and they're boiled. And it's just like this is not good. There's no flavor to it for crying out loud. Of course, now in Britain, it's like you get a nice curry everywhere you go and that kind of stuff. Well, but yeah. uh, it's not. It's not surprising. And I'll say this. English breakfast is the classic hungry man breakfast kind of thing. Uh, and that I'll go to bat for. That's always delicious. Um, you know, the bacon and eggs and sausage and eight pounds of meat kind of thing. And, and then they put beans on toast. Yeah, they put beans on toast <laughs> and tomato, which is actually really good. I really like that, personally. And you can get a black pudding, which may or may not be your thing. But generally, that's a good that's a good meal. It's just all the other stuff that's kind of... Um, yeah, again, if it's not pie-based or fried, it's yeah. generally not going to be good. And yet, so much of it is pie-based. Yes. I wonder <laughs> why. I wonder why. All of the and things I, that people talk about when it comes to British food tends to be pie-based mm-hmm. or fried. So. Yes. Well, that's... So that can be very good, in fact. But, yeah. yeah, anyway. So I like that once in a while. Anyway, so shall we move on to the next... Thingy. Um, um oh, am, I'm, I mayonnaise isn't dead, sand- people. We we still eat it on sandwiches. It's fine. Yeah, it's a it's fine. California Sorry. style burgers are good. What's a California uh, style burger? Um, that's effectively a, baby. a bur- burger with uh, <laughs> tomato, lettuce, onion, and mayonnaise on the bun. Oh, okay. Right. Okay. Well, that just sounds like uh, a burger to me. But yeah, okay. yeah, I, yeah, that's how common it is. <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah. So the mayo is uh, California. I think, I think they might have actually written this to be funny, looking at some of their other stuff. Uh-huh. Mm. Although I do have to well, share uh, this great bit for clickbait that they also did. Ten things you might not know about root beer magnate Charles, Charles Hires. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. I there are probably are ten things I don't know about him. One, he was named Charles Hires. <laughs> it's Hires, not Heinz, eh? Yeah, Hires. I don't know. Isn't I don't know. I haven't read the list yet. <laughs> yeah. He's the Jersey boy. Yeah, he's one of these pharmacists who invented a a, a cola. That you know, under the guise of being healthful tonics, like Coca Cola, right? Yeah, it was invented uh, as a as a health drink at the time. The working name start. for his concoction was Hires Root Tea. Hires Dyspepsia Mixture. And then his friend suggested root beer instead, insisting uh-huh. our hard drinking miners in central Pennsylvania will never touch a drink labeled tea. Hmm. <laughs> God, I didn't know root beer was invented in in New Jersey. <laughs> there you go. Be proud. You. We also invented gl- glitter, so I don't know if there's much to be proud of there. Um... Glitter and root beer. Come on, that's great. Look, hey, Jersey well, has got... a lot to be proud of. We invented glitter in Danny DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> I think Danny DeVito and root beer is enough to make you uh, stand out. But and of course, you also have. Oh my god, putting those words uh, next to each other? I would drink the shit out of, like, a Danny DeVito-endorsed root beer. <laughs> Maybe he's got one. Maybe you should check. Uh, if he did, I would know. <laughs> uh, hold on, Wait. I need to tweet it to him. That's a gold business opportunity. <laughs> oh It'll sell. You'll sell to me specifically, and maybe some other people, but that's oh. all I care about. 
I personally don't like root beer, like beer except for I think the brand is called Bolins. That's the only mm. one I've tried that I've actually liked. Oh, I, I can't I, a, drink A and W. I can't drink Barks. I've tried I, both I, of them. I have a friend who is this hardcore root beer aficionado, and he'll say the same thing. He says, he, "Well, he kind of likes A and W, but he'll say all the public root beers, the publicly available root beers, are not uh, the brand. They're not good. You have to get all the specialty root beers, uh, the Doc Brown's root beer, and the." I think uh, it's called Boylan. It called? Yeah, Boylan. Yeah, that's that's the sort of... <laughs> Boylan so- soda. Because yeah. I think I had that once, and it actually tasted good. <laughs> Unlike most root yeah. beer, which just doesn't taste good. Yes. You've got to get the yeah the fancy elitist specialist root beer. That's what, that's, uh, I'm that's very proud of myself. I did not make an adventure uh, zone joke. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> Don't worry. And I would have gone, huh? Yeah, Arby exactly. would have thought it was funny, though, I think. <laughs> Possibly. I vaguely know of the Adventure Zone. I've, re- I've listened to, like, half an episode, I think. Here's a joke mm-hmm. referencing a fairly obscure character from that podcast. Well, then, I'm not gonna get it. <laughs> That's okay, don't worry. I'm not really? sure if I would get it either. Either that or I would instantly remember it, so... Hmm. <sighs> yeah, this root beer article is actually it's too informative and interesting it, it, it's not it's not exactly full of zany bizarre facts yeah it's just like it's a history of how root beer was invented yeah which is informative but not uh i mean not really clickbait actually i would i would say it's quirky if anything whereas uh, the other article is definitely clickbait yes well, which one? We've got several here. I, I meant the Mayo article. It's definitely click. Oh yeah, definitely yeah. clickbait. And and again, you can tell that that they're trying to be quirky in this one as well. But mm-hmm. it just comes off as being like, what's the word? No, I think the root beer. I think whoever wrote this article is into root beer and really cares. It's about the, the same root beer article here. is fine. Wait. The root beer article is good. It's the same author. It's the same author. I went searching for other stuff they did. Yeah. Yeah. So the root beer article is good. We like the root beer article. Okay, so here's the thing. They should just continue to write articles that are more like the root beer article. (laughs) Well, there's the thing. Here's what happened. Clearly, she wrote the the root beer article. Uh, The editor said, this is really boring. It's too educational and straightforward. Write something with uh, lots of dog whistles and uh, plugged into the zeitgeist. And buzzwords. uh, Blames millennials, uh, you know. Makes makes the old people who read our magazine feel yeah. uh, self righteous about bl- millennials. Um, I skimmed through uh, some of her other stuff, and she does seem to aim for like a tongue in cheek with some stuff. So she, this may have been intended to be funny, but again, again I can the... at best it's quirky, but it just ends up as being kind of condescending. Yeah, it's part of That's the problems with a uh, satire thing that uh, if you can't tell that it's yeah. a satire, then you know you then you've just replicated. Then it's not sad. Yeah, then it's yeah, not I, good. I'm going to stand by my uh, editorial or editorial enforced desperation uh, interpretation of this. I think she. I think whoever Sandy Hingston is, I think she's a hardworking journalist who really cares about root beer and food. Uh, and really just wants to enlighten the masses on food, and uh, her editor is going, write something with more sex appeal. Oh, shit. Actually, I can kind of see that now. If she did just want to write, like, 
Fuck. This is. I almost didn't bring this up because I don't want to humanize her too much. It makes it hard to ridicule. But um. But no, of the thing there, there was like, oh, she just wanted to write about like the history of mayonnaise, and then, but we needed like the anti-millennial thing as a framing thing to justify it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's probably what it actually was. That that really was a feel. Even the fact that they changed the title, as you mentioned. Although, as we say, the white stuff has its own connotation. <laughs> yeah, that's not a good title. It's also just a bad title. Try my gelled <laughs> salad. I made it with my... It has my white stuff suspended in it. Oh, God, Ing. Let's move off the white stuff, for God's sake. Okay, fine. <laughs> Don't die. Ingsap. No, I'm okay. I'm alive. See, but you you almost killed me, Ing, but I'm still here. Still standing. Let's move on to the three elite credit cards. I kind of, that one looked kind of interesting. Three, the, 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 uh, from CNBC, no less. Uh, it's three elite credit cards with outrageous benefits, only available to the super rich. Uh, so, and then it's a picture of Jennifer Aniston, so, you know, they can, uh, that is Jennifer Aniston, right? Or is it like, no, I, is it like... I think it's just hey, somebody... Her jaw is very much like Jennifer oh, no, Aniston. Yeah, it looks like Jennifer Aniston. Maybe it's like... it. It's just a person. It's from Getty Images. A rich, some rich lady. Uh, it's a stock photo of a rich lady. Um, or we assume a rich lady because she's wearing a dumb hat. <laughs> yeah, as, as the rich are known to do. Indeed. Gallivant in their hats. Yup. Um, so... Private after our show. So let's see what they got here. The American Express Centurion card, or black card. $75,000 initiation fee, followed by a $25,000 annual fee, which, okay, what's you, so you have a fee on top of having to pay your credit card bill. That's great. Uh, again, yeah, because that's how goddamn rich you are. Yeah. <laughs> well, clearly, at this point, it's more about being able to flash a snazzy-looking card that get into. nobody else has. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it gets you through the door in any restaurant. Look at my card. I was like that in. You don't see that much anymore, but I liked it in like old TV shows. It was always like, "Look at my credit card," and then the the waiter would like part, and they show them into the secret room because they have yeah. a special credit card. So well, here's the thing: three special credit cards. That's apparently what the black card does. Mm-hmm. Well, there's the Cause... black card, the palladium card, and then palladium, card, palladium. Yeah. and then the Bank of Dubai First Royal Mastercard is apparently trimmed with real gold, and has a carrot and has a diamond embedded in its center. But the uh, so what they're talking about with the American Express card, for instance, mm-hmm. they said that you can quote buy anything, which means that if you wanted to buy, so somebody wanted to buy the horse that Kevin Costner rode in the nineteen ninety film Dances with Wolves, so American Express located the animal in Mexico and delivered it to Europe. Oh. Uh, another Centurion holder in London wanted sand from the Dead Sea for their child's school project, so the company dispatched an employee by motorcycle to go get some. Why motorcycle? I don't know, but it just sounds cool. Um, so apparently this is basically like a personal assistant in a card, uh, which also... Well, yeah, yeah, you can list any crazy stupid thing and that they will apparently sell it to you. Uh-huh. 
which they didn't say that they bought the horse from whoever owned it in Mexico. Apparently. So, I mean, I guess that we're supposed to assume that, like, American Express actually bought it for them. Though I do like to imagine that just American (laughs) Express dispatched agents to steal a horse. (laughs) (laughs) Just drop money, steal horse. (laughs) No, not even drop money, because they're getting money from their client. They're just stealing this horse there, just leaving this guy to, like, uh, this farmer to shake his fist and throw his hat on the ground. Yeah. Versing the American Express Banditos. (laughs) The American Express Banditos. Oh, those banditos, I'll get them some of these days. The horse thieves. And, yeah, well, it, it does kind of make it sound like a I can't believe I spent my retirement from being an old-time prospector impersonator <laughs> down in Mexico only to get my horses stolen. <laughs> They're one horse. That was the, the, the... I'm... I'd like to know when that was, because if it was... If it was recently, then that horse is getting pretty old. Uh, <laughs> like, that's a... That it's was also a horse... the thing that I... Okay. Uh, my other thought was... There's no way American Express actually located the fucking horse, right? Uh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, they probably they have. Got- pa- it probably does have papers, actually. If it was officially the horse from the movie or whatever, uh, they could probably provide at least a documentation train. So I'll I'll buy well, that they didn't just come up with a random horse, but that would be pretty funny if they'd done that. Watch this movie and get me a horse that looks like that one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And hurry, we got a it's real got, whale on the line for this one. <laughs> I haven't seen Dance with Wolves. Is it a distinctive-looking horse, or is it just like I a don't black think horse? So. But I, I like don't know. Im- I haven't seen Dance with Wolves either, so... They don't say what this happened. I like to imagine that it was now, because that oh, means God. that they definitely didn't get the original horse, because it's fucking dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was gonna say, like, this. This e- if, if this happened now, um... Uh, yeah, if it was... Get me the dog that played Wishbone. I don't know. It's 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 been a while for that horse to still be alive, even if it. I don't know how long horses live, though. How long do horses live? Uh, (laughs) Maybe they live. You should know this. Yeah. I'd have to look up the exact thing. My instinct wants to say around a decade. Okay, that makes sense. Only a decade. I'm sorry. Oh no, I'm wrong. Twenty-five to thirty years. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, the horse could be alive. But it would be I, a very old horse. Yeah, I I was also presuming that, you know, the horse would be a fully grown horse with some other acting credits under its belt. <laughs> <laughs> no, the horse was enjoying its retirement, damn it, and some uh, asshole from Europe came and it was they literally sent the horse to a nice farm in Mexico for it to romp and play after like, its no. great performance with Mr. Yeah, this Foster. horse was literally dragged away from, like, a stud farm or something. <laughs> Probably. Like, no! Why? <laughs> I was out just when I think I'm out. They kept pulling me back in. It's It was the basis for Bojack Nay, Horseman. I say, nay! Horse. I've actually not watched Bojack Horseman, even though I've been meaning to. <laughs> it's a great show. But I'm just saying it's also a horse who gets sucked back into Hollywood, who had a big starring role, and then... <laughs> oh my god. So, it's it's the true life story of Bojack Horseman. Clearly, clearly. Uh, so also we've got this uh, J.P. Morgan uh, Reserve card, which 
what does this do here? Which supposedly uh, Barack Obama had. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, no, that's not. It doesn't do any. Yeah, it doesn't do now. anything exciting like get you a horse. No. It's just a status symbol. <laughs> a, yeah, as they say, status symbol. But the Bank of Dubai one looks kind of interesting. What do we got here? It's a. Uh, you, uh, a dedicated relationship manager yeah. who provides royal lifestyle management. Yeah, yeah. So they could have just given up all pretense and called it the Caligula card. Yeah, uh, <laughs> basically. Like a Roman I forget who, but somebody said that uh, Dubai as a whole is the geological equivalent to the douchebag you know in college who won the lottery. Yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yup. They yes, that they're definitely uh, throwing that bling around, at ge- ge- geographically speaking. Um, they've become the yeah. They're not afraid. Which I know. I know it's. I know it's really bad. I know there's so many bad things about that. Mm-hmm. I do kind of like the fact that they've just gone nuts architecturally. I, I, that is kind of entertaining to me. I know. I know there's all these human rights violations and stuff. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna defend Dubai in any capacity. <sighs> I know it's. It's known as just a terrible place apparently, but I just. I do like that they just went completely nuts with, you know, there. It's the you know the nouveau riche city. Basically, yeah. Mind you, I've only ever been to the airport, so. (laughs) Oh, you've been there. I've just been to the airport, uh, connecting Mm. flight to India. So, because when you fly Emirates, you always stop at Dubai. Also, I was just looking it up out of curiosity, and the horse I believe who was named uh, Buck, who played Cisco the horse in Dancing with. Wolves uh, died in 2008 at the age of 33. Right. Okay. Which I fortunately so know. Definitely thanks. a dead horse. <laughs> yeah. And now we're literally beating well, a dead horse. Yeah, we can't beat that story. Nope. <laughs> uh, yes, that is the best part of that, that article is to talk about the horse. But that So that was presumably like shortly after Dances with Wolves. So it was a fairly young, fresh horse at that point, I'm going to assume. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, there you go. Although I mean, the fact I, that they had we to could kind of stop, dig it out. We could stop the podcast and do the math to calculate the dog's age. <laughs> oh, God. And by the old horse. horse. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Little known facts. Let's... Since that comes yes. up in film better, dogs often play horses in movies. <laughs> it's like, what is it, the Monty Python routine? Where they go, oh, yeah, like, you can't have cows on film. We just tape a bunch of cats together. No, it's a Simpsons routine. It's a Simpsons. <laughs> we, just, we just tape a bunch of cats together. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, yeah, they. they um, yeah, it's it's well. This is the kind of proof that the client would have demanded uh, to, to confirm that it was in fact the horse from Dance with the Wolves. Yeah, <laughs> they needed complex math uh, to prove that it was the right age, and uh, then they had to look at its mouth. I'm sorry, how it... fucked up would it be? Because like we're assuming they wanted the horse, you know, because they're horse people and wanted a horse. How fucked up <laughs> would it be if it's this rich person where they deliver the horse? Ah, yes, the horse from the Kevin Costner movie. <laughs> Take it down to the butchers so they may do their dark deed oh. and inform oh. me when dinner is ready. 
Yeah, I was. I thought you were going to go even darker with that, Ing. Frankly, I thought they were talking about someone who wanted to really fuck a horse very badly. <laughs> oh God! Um, <laughs> have the horse bathed and brought to my quarters. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> no, if that were well, the we case, all... they'd be using the uh, Dubai uh, Caligula card for that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's what that's for. Although, yeah. well, on we that note, with... there is rumors of along that for the hyper-rich that there is a secret restaurant club in Japan where right. you do... Where they order an animal to have sex with and then they kill and cook it <laughs> what <laughs> what see when i hear about things like that i'm kind of like again it's just something they spread to make it sound like they're really crazy and elite rich people but they don't actually do it yeah um, but but who then knows? you always get the one person who totally wants to do the thing. You, yeah, you only need one or two clients willing to pay enough to keep that restaurant <sighs> in business, I guess. But there you go. Well, that, and actually, you know what? That's a, that's a good segue to the other article. Because, Bring me the pig um, that played babe. Oh, no. <laughs> I, need, I need that pig. I can't, I can't lie. I won't front. I, uh, I don't need that Yes, pig. that is indeed some pig. Oh no! <laughs> That's Charlotte's web, not Babe. Just, but yes. <laughs> just batting the sides of the mouse with a napkin. That'll do, pig. That'll, That'll do. do. <laughs> Exactly. Well, you know, from what I understand, there were about like thirty pigs that paid Babe uh, because he's, of course, just a piglet, and they. Oh get, yeah, piglets. They, they, piglets grow hella fast. Yeah, yeah, they grow up. Yeah, exactly. They're like they're more or less huge in like a couple weeks so basically they had to keep training piglets to keep having <laughs> so the the movie is not in any way realistic since he's a tiny pig for like a year uh, <laughs> according to the right uh, according to the timeline but uh, the he could be like be uh, the peter dinklage of pigs he could have dwarf he, could be, yeah. he was supposed to be the runt of his litter so that does make sense yes well, it's but I, I do like just too. pointing out though that well yeah the Piglet grew too fat. The piglets grew up too fast to reliably play the pig for the whole movie, so they had a conga line of trained pigs. Oh my yep, god, exactly. that's great! And of course, what's cool about that is that the um, uh, pigs are very smart, so they could do it pretty fast. They they train them pretty easily. Also, uh, that actually to make them look the same and look like Babe, I believe the pigs are wearing like a little wig. <laughs> yeah, that was his little that was his little signature in the movie. Yeah, a little pig wig. Uh, I like the little hair on his head that, of... that's done by makeup to make the piglets look the same. <laughs> God, imagine being. What did you person... do in Hollywood? I was a pig makeup artist. <laughs> My God, I'm literally putting living? makeup on. A, I'm literally putting lipstick on a pig. What has <laughs> happened to my yeah, life? Exactly. <laughs> So then I, I bought this horse and moved down to Mexico, but some <laughs> European guy wanted... <laughs> but uh, that is reminding me of the story about... Uh, I've never seen Green Acres, but apparently there was a, a pig on that show named Arnold the Pig, who was like uh, very... You know, he was the charming pig who bothered them or whatever. Always used to, and he was a trained pig. And apparently they ate him at the end of the show. Like, I heard that was a rumor. I'm a pretty sure that did not actually happen. That's I yeah, think that's it probably was one of those urban legends. Pig. But that is that is what they say happened. Again, it probably wasn't just one pig anyway, it was probably multiple pigs, but supposedly. But um in talking about secret food clubs, uh that actually is a bit of a segue to the QAnon article. 
which you've uh, provided for us here, Ing. Uh, because one of, uh, among the many things that uh, the QAnon people believe is going on among the secret global elite of, you know, monsters who control us all, uh, is that they are cannibals. And they've got a whole secret system of code. Uh, that's, I think, one of the reasons why they're, you know, supposedly kidnapping people uh, is to eat them uh, in some of the crazier corners of QAnon. Um, so, and, and if I recall correctly, there's a series of codes that they think they put in images, uh, which, and I think if it's a pineapple, it's a sign of cannibalism or something like that. Pineapples are a sign of cannibalism? Yes, if a celebrity has a photo of themselves with a pineapple, it's a sign that they've eaten the long pig, uh, supposedly, according to the QAnon people. Well, um, but why? pineapples are just popular right now because it's summer. You're asking for logic from the QAnon Okay, people. here's yeah, the thing. If you were a secret cabal of, uh, like, Han if you were, like, in the Hannibal Club... Yeah, yeah. Why would you That's... advertise it? Like, there's no reason... Like, if you're no. in the club, everyone who is up here who needs to know, knows. There's no fucking reason to, like, <laughs> give a fucking uh, clue to someone there. These are... Yeah. It, it's not like... This isn't fucking L.A. Noir where they have to give you a clue to the crime <laughs> in order for it to be fair. Oh, yeah. No, it's, it's... it's That's the whole thing with all these conspiracy theories, of course. It's always based on, like, breadcrumbs and secret code that they put in thing and st when they you know there's no reason like you know like the illuminati who's supposedly been leaving uh giant examples of the imagery that they uh that they use to control the world so that anyone could stumble into it at any moment <laughs> just because they can apparently uh but that is yeah that is one of the things uh pineapples if i'm not mistaken now secret big... societies have used like codes and imagery and stuff yeah but that's done to communicate with each other. Right. Or I mean, if it or if it's a cryptic club, they actually do leave uh, breadcrumbs in that because actually finding like where to request membership via those clues is like part of initiation. Right. But again, but this wouldn't be the case of like, yes. Bring me Kevin Costner, who was with that horse and <laughs> dances with wolves. He will be a great side dish. Oh my god. <laughs> there is someone out there who wants to eat Kevin Costner, but that hasn't gone to... But they're not... They're, they're, they're uh, yeah. They're anyway, still arguing with their boy Blackguard over it. Yeah, the Caligula card. Yeah, that's eat, eat the celebrity of your choice. Only Jeff Bezos can uh, can do that, but it's uh, um, geez. he's enough again. It's a billion dollars to eat Kevin Costner. So yeah, <laughs> Kevin yeah but that's like, not because oh, he's a billionaire. Dollars. That's because he's a snake person and can unhinge his jaw and just eat a whole Costner. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yep, yep. Him and him and Governor Rick Scott go and hang out, and they're they're the secret. Uh, they're they're part of the snake people cult. The secretly yeah, they go way all. back. They respond in the same orgy ball. <laughs> same orgy ball of yeah, the snake snake people. I have to clarify that is how that is how uh, several species of snakes mate. <clears throat> they go into a bowl. Ball into a yes. ball. 
A ball. Oh, okay. I thought you just said a, a bunch of snakes all come together, and yeah, the only way you can describe it is a mating or orgy ball. Okay. I mean, they could potentially do it in a bowl, but they don't have yeah. to. That makes it sound this like just somebody turned I want my into the, to make. This just turned into the weirdest Dr. Seuss. <laughs> <laughs> I would not, could not in a bowl. I would not, could not with a foal. I would not, could not with Kevin Costner. Anyway. <laughs> I would not, could not with a Costner. <laughs> exactly. I would not, could not with a lobster. No. Oh, jeez. Oh, no. Are we going to drag Jordan Peterson into this now? Oh, my God. Um, that was my the... uh, way to transition us back. Yes. Well, the QAnon... Got... Anyway, just the, the the article, which isn't really clickbait, it's just uh, pointing out that this guy uh, who set these forest fires in California, or this fire that's been raging in California, is a uh, QAnon guy, and he's a, he's a, he's a kook. Um but he's, uh, they did find out that he is a member of the, the QAnon cult. And yeah. As Ing, yeah, as Ingus pointed out, he kind of, the media weirdly dropped it at that point, although I guess he's been arrested and everything. Like, uh, people lost say. their homes because of this guy. Yeah. And, okay, here's the thing. If somebody who was, like, a huge Obama fan torched even one, like, townhouse... That would be a huge yeah. fuck because of his political beliefs. Uh, that would be a huge thing. Uh, but it's just like, well. Yeah. yeah, Some, yeah. Something is up and it's not, it's not whatever the conspiracy theorists people are actually thinking. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, and it, you know, it's funny because QAnon did blow up a bit in the media, but. And it's such, it's a pretty juicy story, really. You'd think they, the media would be all over it uh, in terms of, look at these weirdos and the fact that they have all this a surprising amount of power and uh, are a subculture and so on. But nope, you uh, they were the flash in the pan and uh, then they, they faded away from view. But uh, anyway, this is kind of... It's a little depressing, but anyway, but yeah, this is the, like, it's the new pizza gate is this guy setting the fires in California. Yeah. Which, uh. Which apparently he started them because he had a fight with a fire chief. <clears throat> <laughs> okay. Well, okay. Mm. So he, th he thinks that. Anyway, he, he, he yeah, Mike Milligan, the chief of the fire. Threatened by fire. No, yeah, he came back. Uh, it's like he got in a. It's like such a weird thing. It said that um, Clark, a uh, Forrest Clark, who's the guy who did it, allegedly started the fire following a dispute with uh, Milligan, who was the uh, fire chief, and he came. The Clark came to Milligan's home to return items he, air quote, borrowed from the fire department. <laughs> upon which, apparently, Milligan was properly pissed off that this guy had been stealing from the firehouse at all. And yeah. why? Uh -huh. And to put it there that, uh, Clark turned and left and was quoting the Bible and later came back, told me what a jerk I was and that everyone was after him and sent him a text that the place is going to burn just like you planned. 
And then he drove off into the woods and started a fire to apparently spite the fire chief. Yep. Yeah, and... and I mean... I, I mean, we're he... laughing, but this is like an obscene yeah. amount of damage this guy's yeah. got. He's being held on a million dollars bail. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not unreasonable. He and, properly and... faces life in prison. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you've got to come down on someone like that, unfortunately. I mean, uh, <laughs> you don't want to... I mean, it's California seems to get wildfires you know, without anyone trying to set them, let alone some uh, pyromaniacs, so... Well, I mean, that's the final line, is, like, who would do this when there's low humidity, high wind, and high heat temperature? <laughs> well, I doubt he put that much thought into it. I don't think he was trying to maximize his fire ability. I think he was... I uh, kind of think he was. No, I kind of think he was, because that's oh, really? the point that they're making, that if you're in California, you know what the conditions are for like starting these wildfires and this guy went and intentionally started a forest fire yeah huh. during these conditions so yeah it's like yeah it's like something this big was like intended yeah oh my god so and you may so say dismaying. that it's unfair to judge like a whole group by one people but it's well, becoming like a real pattern with the QAnon people that they keep oh, doing yeah. shitty, violent shit. And it's interesting, yeah. he was held by police and he was released. They haven't said why he was released, but he was released from police custody. They placed him on psychiatric hold. So After, after the fire or before the fire? Before the fire. Right. So uh, he good was released and then went Good job to- there, chief. Good job there, coppers. Yeah, seriously, well, you know, it's it can be tricky to hold someone if they haven't actually done anything, unfortunately. So I think it's different with I think it's different if they put it on a psychiatric hold because I think you need to be released by a psychiatrist then. Mm. So yeah, yeah, mm. I'm going to assume that didn't happen because <laughs> I don't think he's smart enough to know how to fool a psychiatrist. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I'm really... also maybe, like, taking a shot in the dark that if there's a thing like that, that the cops are like, yeah, this guy may do something, uh, like crazy. Maybe we should look up on that. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, Put a, I'm a goddamn ankle bracelet on him. <laughs> like, that would have been probably the easiest thing for them to do if they had to release him for, for whatever reason. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think it's, as always with the, these, it's just, you know... Kind of my point of that is so the cops do there. very little to prevent crime or actually proactively protect people is what I'm getting at. Yeah. Well, there's that too, yes. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. But, I mean, you know, yeah, that's the problem. Anyway, uh, so that's uh, depressing. So let's move on to... Uh, Avi, if I'm not mistaken, you said you had Waluigi news, right? Oh, yes, Waluigi, unfortunately, is not playable in Smash. <laughs> That's the it's Waluigi not. news. He's an assist trophy instead. So he is in the game, you just can't play as him. Sorry, which game are we talking about? Smash because. Smash Brothers Ultimate, which is the game that everybody is talking about, or was talking right. about, because there was right. a Nintendo Direct recently that revealed a bunch of 
more uh, characters that are playable, and it's pretty much a lot of characters people have been asking for, namely mm. uh, K. Rule from the Donkey Kong series, and uh, who else? I'm trying. I'm blanking now. Yeah. Well, I think we didn't we talk about that a week or two ago, um, just with the Smash Brothers and like Ridley coming in instead of Waluigi. Well, Ridley was their initial was their initial one. They did a, a recent one again where they introduced a whole bunch of other characters. K. Rule from the from the Donkey Kong series is one of them, as well as another villain that I am totally blanking on um, for some reason, as well as Dark Samus from the Metroid series. And a bunch of other things, but people were still upset because, goddamn, no Waluigi. Or at least no playable Waluigi. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <sighs> but uh, uh, Ing here has an article. Do you see this? Yes. Uh, oh, my God. So someone's written a Waluigi movie. Uh, this is, of course, somebody online, not Hollywood, uh, that we know of. Um, like, this is an intentional dark- joke, but I, I thought it was funny enough. Yeah, yeah. The Dark Lynchian reboot starring none other than that other purple prince, Waluigi. Yeah, but it's it's clearly a joke, but uh, it's kind of amusing. Closeted romance between Waluigi and Wario. Hundreds of empty wallets? <laughs> okay. Waluigi takes out a fucking gun. So it's a noir film. Yeah, that's what it seems like. Thank you, Spicy J and Papa Z. And it's about the hunt for Luigi, apparently. I guess. Oh, that's right. That's the other thing in Smash News. Luigi is dead. Nintendo. Oh, yes. Nintendo killed Luigi. <laughs> Nintendo insists that Luigi is fine, but Lu- Lu- Nintendo killed Luigi. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I haven't been following that. I thought that was just some weird joke where he became a ghost for some reason. Uh, pretty much, yeah. 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 And it's, what was it's... that? Rela- what what game was that related to? Castlevania. Uh, it, was, it was a trailer for revealing that they have uh, Castlevania characters in the new Smash, which including has... death. Yeah, which has uh, <laughs> Luigi exploring a uh, haunted house, and then he's killed by the Grim Reaper. <laughs> In the trailer, though. Yes. Right? Yes. Yes. They haven't Not... released the game yet, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I see. Okay. I See, again, this is me being completely out of the loop on video games, but, uh, yeah. That, that seems it, it's like not as totally cat. random as it seems, as Luigi has some experience in the busting ghosts business. Yeah. Right, there was a. I know there was a game about that. Yes, two actually. Okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, where one he's... was where he he has a vacuum cleaner and he sucks up ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, I have seen clips of that. Rather amusing. Yeah, he had that on his back when death killed him. <laughs> so I'm just I'm very curious without having seen it, without having played Smash Brothers or anything, I'm just I am very curious mm-hmm. about how that plays tonally in a in a uh, trailer <laughs> that w- Luigi dies in a Castlevania related like that seems like it's a little all over the map. Luigi personally. has died uh, in a Castlevania related mishap. 
You're you're not wrong. <laughs> it's part of the reason why the internet kind of exploded over it. Is it's it, hilarious. Is it straight? Is it played comedically? How do they? Uh, it's it? comedically it because Luigi is like terrified of everything there, and then he backs into the Grim Reaper and has like a whole uh, double take thing, and then the Grim Reaper swings his scythe and just pulls Luigi's soul out of his body. <laughs> Very weird method of, ham- <laughs> of advertising this movie but i don't i don't get the some of the video game fandoms that are out there so i don't know but i know we we were the we were talking about uh the uh you know how uh, maria samus was dead behind the castle and uh oh yeah smash brothers <laughs> nonsense and i just yeah i follow evie a- i follow evie nicks on tumblr now their stuff is pretty same good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How could you not after that? That was wonderful, and they were nice enough to let us read it. And yes. they've been there have been more fish updates. Don't worry. Yes. Um, yeah. Other fish have gotten pregnant or have attempted to get pregnant. <laughs> well, that's all. See, that's all very normal. It's just, but it was funny, as I said, that we read that and we, and it just came off as somebody's fan fiction and not even we didn't even question that there was a deeper explanation it was just some weirdo writing like vor and mpreg porn of of smash brothers characters or whatever well, that's so, the point of smash brothers <laughs> <laughs> i guess is it really the point i mean yes. i get the, the idea of being able to play all your nintendo characters together but when it turns into a fandom and they all have these complicated dramatic relationships that's when it gets a little weird. Anyway. Eh. The, I Everyone mean, ships uh, Samus and Zelda, so it's okay. The, <laughs> the current one that seems to be popular is having uh, K. Rule and Ridley be best buds. Yeah. Who's the oh, other K. villain? Rool, yes. Yeah, who's the other villain that they introduced? Because there's somebody else Dark Samus? Dark Unless Samus is the only one I can is... think of. Okay. Um, Dracula <laughs> or Alucard? Uh, Alucard isn't a that. villain, but he is also an assist trophy. Fair enough. <laughs> okay, I I don't follow these stuff, and I didn't know Alucard wasn't a villain. I thought he was just Dracula in disguise or something. No, no Alucard is Dracula's son. <laughs> yeah, in Castlevania, he's Dracula's son. <laughs> Thought he was one of the many pseudonyms of Dracula, along with Doctor Acula. No. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> and Alucard. Yes. Nope. Not in you this know, Dr. Acula, Coach Ferratu. <laughs> Mister Not a Vampire. What is he? Does he go by a name when he's in uh, in the in the novel? Does he go under a, a name, or does he just walk around calling himself Dracula? I, I think just Dracula. Know. Yeah. Fair enough. <sighs> well, I think uh, I think my voice is starting to give out, and we're getting pretty too. late. I think we've gone for a while. Yeah, so, it's been a couple um, hours. Well, yeah. Well, it's yeah. been an hour, an hour and thirteen anyway. minutes. Okay. Yes. Which is actually a short one for us, but that's yeah. fine. Um, <laughs> we talked <laughs> like a lot so, about mayonnaise, so it's okay. And horses. Yeah, we had a whole culinary. <laughs> you mean the white <laughs> stuff? <laughs> Well, I'm never eating mayonnaise again, if that's any consolation to you guys. 
uh, after that. Uh, I need some white stuff for in. my horse meat. <laughs> oh, no, no. Yeah, we went way worse than white stuff. Anyway, yeah. But people have eaten... See, horse meat does not sound that horrific to me compared to some of the stuff people have talked about. Like, yeah. It's I mean, chewy it's not... from what I hear. Yeah, it's it's not that... You tell people I've eaten a horse, nobody's going to be like, oh! Like, I mean, we eat cows, but not horses. It's a, a somewhat arbitrary distinction there in many ways, except that horses apparently just don't taste as good. Um, but yeah, so that's not a shocking taboo to eat horse, I don't I think. I think it's because we've anthropomorphized horses a lot more often than we've anthropomorphized cows. Sure, sure. And people needed horses, like in the old days. It's like you couldn't just be eating your horses, you it, had to ride them places. It actually was a thing in Jersey, like, within my living memory where horse meat was outlawed. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not too surprised that, about that, but... No, it makes sense. I mean, it's probably tied in with how, you know, horse wrestling, horse wrestling was a big deal. So, you know, people needed horses to ride places. How old so. do you think I was where you think that the reason they outlawed it was over horse wrestling? Horse wrestling. <laughs> you know, I think... Aren't you 185? Aren't you the old-timey prospector who had uh, Costner's <laughs> horse down with him there in Mexico? No, okay, so... The gist of it is that it's a thing that when horses were getting old, people were, or like if a horse was, like, couldn't have an odor, it was being sold to, like, places that butchered them, I believe, for, like, dog food. Right. Ah. Yeah, dog food. And, and New Jersey was... actually is a big horse place. Yeah, we have a surprising number of horse farms. There's one somewhere in my town, actually. Uh, so, it became a thing that I believe it was actually under um, uh, Governor Christy Whitman, who was a big fan of horses, that it was a thing that was outlawed for that. And then that actually kind of created a minor problem that apparently just because since people didn't have a place to like sell these old or sick horses, they were just abandoning them to die. Oh, God. Yeah, uh, so I remember it came up in class just like for a thing of like kind of like unintended consequences. Like, oh yeah, this was really so bad when for the did horses. The when did the whole glue factory thing come into being stereotypical then for horses? I think because like glue, like Jello, was made from like right. uh, hooves yeah. and fat and stuff, and I imagine that. Cause, um... Yeah, because I know that um, that that's sort of the stereotypical thing that happens to horses in a lot of fiction is that when they're too old or when they want to get yeah. people want to get rid of them, they're sent to the glue factory. Yeah. Well, that is, yeah, what they would use. And the idea is that you wouldn't use a horse uh, if it was still in its prime because you could still ride it around. But or uh, or if it was a workhorse and still in good shape. Right. But you need the, the. That is how you make glue. Or, or a sexy Costner glue. horse. Yeah, <laughs> he got that was that was a celebrity. <coughs> Excuse me, that was a celebrity horse. He got a he got a lavish lifestyle, a lavish retirement that most horses cannot afford. The most afford. expensive glue out of this horse. Oh gosh! <laughs> All the things I'm gonna do to this horse. I'm gonna eat him. I'm gonna make glue out of him. Yeah, I've got to make so much white stuff out of this horse. Oh. 
And on that note... Because we needed to end it on something other than, well, all these horses were left abandoned and tied to trees to die. No. It's a comedy show, folks. Most of the time. We've we've brought you right right on down, so... Look, one way or another, we're ending with horse murder. Horse murder. Well, it's not quite murder, but... Okay. No, it's murder. All you right. You tie them to the tree, and you don't let you don't. And, and they you have nothing to do. It's yeah. murder. Okay. It's murder. It's we agree. It's murder. It's horse murder. We've committed equine side. <laughs> Equicide. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, just wanted to mention we're now on YouTube uh, with the playlist "Destroy All Clickbait" on my channel, Prankster Thirty Six. And all the links we've discussed in today's show are there underneath the video, which is a great place to leave comments. Uh, we also have links to our Patreons there. If you like what you hear, please consider uh, becoming a patron for one or both of us, me and Ing. Uh, you'll get access to comics and art, as well as getting to hear this show two weeks early. Uh, I also wanted to give a shout-out to Jack Fierick, who wrote our theme song. And finally, a reminder, I'm on Twitter as Prankster36. Ing is Ingdammit. And Avi is Avi Via Vey. <laughs> A-V-I-V-I-A-V-A-I just to be confusing. Uh, you can follow one or all of us for updates on Twitter, uh, including notifications for when we're doing the Twitch stream, because we do record this show live on Twitch, uh, so that's fun, so why not join us for that? All right, well, from all of us here at uh, the crazy horse murdering tank of sickos here at Destroy All Clickbait, we wish you a good night again for the evening, and uh, we'll see you in the funny pages. Good night, everyone. Bye-bye. Night. Enjoy the white stuff. <laughs> Stop it, you! I'm getting out of here. <laughs>